So it's finally chilly. I didn't get chilly there, finally. I just realized that that sounded like the beginning of an ad. Like, so update your look at Ashley Furniture. It is finally chilly. And can I tell you, speaking of Ashley Furniture, uh, I made a funny little video because my mother-in-law got me a chunky pumpkin. And I made like a cute little, like, isn't she lovely video. And somebody was like, is this another ad? for Ashley Furniture. I'm like, first of all, you would know. Second of all, no, it's just me putting a chunky pumpkin out so people can see how thick it is. Guess what? Podcasts are free. So we play a couple ads and then you get an hour every week for free and sometimes more than an hour. That's the system. And guess what? You're insane if you don't realize that our entire world operates on advertisement. All your favorite shows on all your favorite networks, those were brought to you because of advertising. Podcast advertising, sporting events, advertising, everything you do on social media that you think is free is so an advertiser can get your eyeballs and sell you a shave kit. So strap in and strap on. Uh, But it is finally cold. It's chilly. Noah showed me a tweet. Someone said, there's nowhere in the world that's colder than Los Angeles at 55 degrees. And it is so true. I'm loving every minute of it. I played Iowa and Minneapolis, Minnesota the other last weekend. But in Iowa, we went to a farmer's market. And while it was like, you know, what's annoying is I can't be like, it was snowing because people that live in snow be like, do you think that's snow? I was born in an avalanche. But it was <laughs> the lightest snow and somebody was singing all I want for Christmas. And I got a hot cider and I was having the best time at that farmer's market. I had a hot cider the other day. I don't think it's good. I think it's ba- a bad drink. Okay. I am shocked how often you are contrarian and just wrong. And you're not wrong in that hot cider. If you drink like a ton of it, it's gross because it's just hot apple juice unfiltered. But like a little bit or like a really spicy mulled cider. And I will say this. People make fun of people from places like Wisconsin and Minnesota because they're so huge. But after spending 24 hours, less than 24 hours in Minnesota, I just want to say, I get it. I get why you eat a lot. It is freezing and it is often gray. Within, I landed, we went downtown to the North Loop. I don't normally eat like this, but I did not bat an eye. I had three pieces of pizza. I had two root beers, a donut, a chai. And then I ate a gigantic steak and mashed potatoes for dinner. I was like, I need to stay warm. What'd you get on your pizza? Pepperoni. It was just like the easiest thing. But like, I was like, Hunter, are you gonna get the fries? I'm gonna eat them. Like you're so cold and you're just looking for warmth. So I get it. I get it. It's cold. (laughs) Happy to be back in LA. And this is like, I live for like these five weeks, like six weeks out of the year where it's basically like the week before Thanksgiving through New Year's Eve is like chill. I can just do local spots, no traveling. And this is the first time that I have had like demarcated one tour versus the other. Like usually I just tour all year and at some point Joe and Kara call and they're like, hey, we need new artwork or a new tour name. (laughs) And in this case, we like made a concerted, we were like, we're gonna stop down, leave them in the streets, see you guys in the fall. So I get to be home. I get to be normal person. I get to decorate with pumpkins and put away my travel clothes and... (laughs) But you're are, you're going out of the country next month. Right? I am going or, out of the country. Yes, I'm for work. Yep. Um, yeah. I will say this: we're we're coming at well. We were. We don't know. I have a tour for Asia scheduled. I probably shouldn't say anything. Um, but there are logistical issues 
with the Asia routing. It has nothing to do with me. I have my tickets and hotels booked, but it's become kind of difficult. And uh, sorry to tell you, if they're like, you need to quarantine for three days. Also, you can't get into two countries. Are you cool with coming to Asia and just sitting there for eight days with nothing to do while you have a baby at home? The answer is no. Um, It's a nightmare. I remember there was a tour that I think it was right I think it got canceled. I forget if it got canceled because of COVID. I don't know, but it was, I had to go get paperwork. You needed very specific paperwork to be able to travel there. And I was like at the embassy down in Larchmont, like, please, we need this paperwork now. And we were waiting on something to be like overnighted. And it was so stressful. It changes all day, every day. Like even when we played Europe last year, like I'll never forget like playing Portugal and some woman in like a t-shirt came to swab my nose, like not even a nurse. And then leaving London at 1130 at night, they were like, you need to take a COVID test. We'll get the results when you're back in your home country. It's also people don't get sued. Um, You have to quarantine to play Hong Kong and that's untenable. But even without that, there's a gap in the tour now because of logistics. And they're like, so you'll have eight days in between. And it's like, no, I I can't just be in Vietnam for eight days without my baby. I'm just not doing it. So yeah, it's not my fault. We're seeing what we can do. And I have a red hot update. Mm. I'm taking a vacation, a real one. Okay. And everyone's got to stay healthy. Everyone's got to stay healthy for my birthday, for my 40th birthday. The original plan was you and I, Emily, spend a romantic (laughs) weekend at a sandals. February 22nd. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, I'll have a rave. I'll invite like 300 people. We'll get a warehouse. We'll have a bartender. And then I was like, I actually don't care about seeing most people. And then it's always like, what do you want to do? People are like, oh, I want to, I've always wanted to see the Grand Canyon. I've always wanted to see the thing. And I was like, I travel so much. What's the thing that I always think about seeing? And the answer is the Northern Lights. So we are going to Iceland. That's so fun. I... I'm telling everyone, like, I will not stop talking. Like, it's the most basic thing to, like, get excited about your vacation. And I don't care. Going to Iceland. We've booked the tickets. Just you and Noah? Just me and Noah. We were going to bring the baby and Myrna, but then it's a, like, a (laughs) $30,000 travel expense. And I think it's, we also found out that the time of year we booked it for is not only the coldest, but also the darkest month with only four hours of daylight. And I think that will wreck my baby. So we're not bringing her to Iceland. Yeah, yeah that's too cold for your baby. She's but, an LA baby. She's an LA baby. But it's not even, it's just the daylight night. Like that's weird for her. Mm-hmm. So we're going. We looked into everything. We did the research and we're going. And it's actually not that far if you fly out of like Seattle because of the curvature of the earth. It's only like eight hours away. What's that? Is there like a food scene there that Noah's excited for? Is that not really a thing this trip? I Well, I'm always happy to go eat at a fun restaurant. Of course, there are nice restaurants in like Reykjavik. Yeah. You know, this is a very cold place. They're going to have a lot of like herring, you know, but they've got stuff hydroponically grown. I don't want to say it because there's always like, oh, actually, we have a thriving cactus flower scene. I'm going to see the Northern Lights and maybe I'll see an Arctic fox and do the thermal bath and just chill out. I might even turn the phone off, she said. Oh, no, knowing Knowing she wouldn't. You won't. I'm going. I'm doing the thing that I wanted to do and I'm not, I always compromise. It's always like, okay, we'll go to this place, but do the shitty room. Or okay, we'll go next. I'm going. Life's short. COVID is long. I'm going. <laughs> So you got any hot Iceland info that a regular person wouldn't know, let me know. But I know a lot now. Yeah. Iceland. Tank. Tak. 
the, the way you say thank you is very long, but you can also say tak, which like Swedes say, even though it's a Danish colony. Mm. Oh, so that's it. Off I go. Not giving okay. out any details. All right. Okay. All right. What are you doing right. for my birthday? For my 40th? <laughs> you know what? The other day I was at my parents' house. My mom's like, did you know that Eliza's birthday is in February? Just like yours? I was like, yeah, I know exactly. I know Eliza's oh, yeah. birthday. I know her social security number. I know her phone. I know. I was true. like, I know. My mom's like, oh, that's really cool. And I was like. <laughs> it's true. We forgot, to, sure. we forgot to erase your memory when you left us. <laughs> I know. I still have. I mean, what? I know five phone numbers in my life and one of them is yours. Oh my God, that's, I don't even know Noah's phone number. All right. <laughs> I, with a gun to my head, I could remember it, which is probably the only time I need it. Folks, you've got questions. We've got answers. Remember, your friends aren't your friends anymore, and he's probably awful. Kick it. We have a red hot update from yes! Annie Z Smith 565. Hi. I'm the girl that unknowingly entered a romantic relationship with a married man and father of three while we were on deployment. Oh, yes. I remember. Remember, it was this the one where she was afraid to say anything? Oh, she was like, oh. do I reach out to the wife and say something? And we said, don't do it because you don't know what this guy will do in retaliation. <laughs> For months, I struggled with the knowledge that I had slept with a married man. He'd lied to me about being single and even the existence of his children, while his pregnant wife had no idea what he was up to on deployment. I followed Eliza's advice and my mom's yes. advice and decided not to tell her for A, her and her kids' safety, B, the safety of my career. Being yep. a female soldier is hard enough. It's even worse when you're lied to by a man to get labeled as a homewrecker. She's like, it's and even C, worse when you're hot. You should see me with my hair out of this bun. See, a woman isn't likely to believe some random fake Instagram account mm. telling you your husband is cheating. Anywho, I got a text from an unknown number and turns out it was his wife. Oh. She was getting suspicious of her husband's behavior. So his friend's wife scoured the internet to help her find me. I'm glad she got my phone number because I got to tell her the truth, which she deserved this whole time. Oof. She called me on the phone and I apologized to her and answered all the questions she needed answers to. While it wasn't easy for me to talk about or for her to hear, we were both very kind to each other. And she yeah. said she's going to take her kids and get out of their house by the time he comes back. Also, this wasn't the first time he lied yeah. to another woman about her yeah. and the kids' existence. Big shock. Thank you for the advice, Eliza. The situation finally got some closure on both ends. And I wish nothing but the best for his soon-to-be ex-wife. I, I love that that happened for you. It's different because she reached out. And at that point, you're like, do I lie to another woman? versus you were just trying to preserve yourself before. But I really respect you being brave enough. And I respect that she wasn't mean to you because you didn't do anything to hurt her. I respect mm -hmm. her getting out of that situation, which can't be easy. And please make sure that you have a copy of all of that somehow. Maybe it's her emails or her texts. That way, if he wants to come for you, you can be like, look, you know, you've got to protect yourself. So it's not a great scenario, but it's the best case scenario for you. So good for you yeah, for listening to, get to that me. closure. And your mother. <laughs> your mother. We also have a hot take. Hot takes. From Tiny Tim on one of the questions addressed in a recent episode. Ooh, alternative facts. I love it. Yeah. Hey, AIA crew. I don't have a question, but I have a comment about one of the questions from this episode where the question asker was upset that her friend who was in ultrasound school didn't go to her 30th birthday party. Mm, from the in last my episode. opinion, yeah. yeah, this question asker is a monster. I'm in my 30s working full-time 12-hour shifts 
and going to nursing school. I don't have time for someone's birthday party right now because I am completely swamped. I don't even have time for the Christmas party that my work is putting on. Oh, come on. As it is, I only have one day off and need that day for errands and some semblance of a social life, which usually means I have time for lunch and or dinner with a friend for two hours. It is exactly as Emily said. Everybody handles stress differently, and all my friends completely understand that I'm busy right now. I make time for them when I can because obviously I still care for them, but I'm also furthering my education so I can have a better job in the future. This question asker is incredibly selfish for wanting to drop a multi-year long friendship just because she can't make her birthday party. It is a birthday. Yeah, it's nice to celebrate on the day, but everyone is adults now and everyone Hold else on. is busy. Hold on. First of all, that was, you should have consolidated that. Like that was so long. And second of all, I don't remember it being just about the birthday. Like, hadn't the it friend was, been distant? Yeah, the friend was pulling away. Yeah, yeah. But I think this this speaks to the fact that when you're answering a question, you only have this small piece of information. Yeah. And even from that, you only have kind of— Even when we read a question, I think you and I both clue into different pieces of it. So you, re, you have this paragraph, and then you have the piece of the paragraph that sticks out to you, which is why okay. it's— <laughs> Let me just say this. I— yeah have a friend. Actually, she listens to the podcast. So shout out to Calissa. Happy 50th birthday. Um, she texts me. She's like, are you going to keep your longstanding tradition of, of, of not making a birthday party of mine for the last 11 years? And I'm like, I am. Slancha. I think when you really <laughs> understand and care for someone, you know, like I'm not the friend that's going to be, just because I'm not in town, not because I don't care. And you know no. that some friends have lives that preclude you from stuff, but they're still my friends. Like I still respond to her. My most of my friends, like we check in when we can, but it's just like a thing, like I'm just not here. And mm -hmm. I feel like that friend that's in the nursing school has been had been distant. Otherwise, there would have been an understanding. So something's imbalanced. But by the way, you're free to walk away from these friendships. It should always be easy. Like it's easy for me to reconnect with the people in my life. It's not like, where have you been? Like I'm home this week, so I'm having a lot of 8 a.m. coffees. <laughs> Do what you can. <laughs> Anyways, that's all. But you know what? Fine. Let's just go to the next question. I don't want to be yeah. too girly about this where we just like pick it up. I mean, dudes are doing podcasts about like like movies and like wrestling moves and like who would win a bear or a piranha. And we're like, well, she could be a bitch if like, I don't no, know. I just think it's interesting what people, people relate to something and then they have a stronger opinion about it. I think that's pretty yes. natural. Because you're, you're on the side of the nurse who's busy. Mm -hmm. I still think, but you know, you can still be super busy, but let people know, hey, I'm busy. I am for, like, you, you, by the way, you're going for a nursing degree or in your case, was it ultrasound, ultrasound tech? The question asker's friend was ultrasound. This person is pharmacology. Okay. It's still school. There are people going to school for more difficult things that have an hour for a coffee. Like, it's not all consuming. I get that I've never gone for a degree like that, but everybody's busy. You have an hour here or there. It's just the state. It's just, you just do. And this, and I'm just saying, it's all in how you handle your free time and you communicate. Hey, I'm super busy. Here's when I'm free. Hey, I can't, but here's a birthday text mm -hmm. versus like, so busy. Sorry. That's a fuck you. Yeah. Sorry, I'm doing pharmacology 24 hours a day. People really need to know how many aspirin to take with their juice. <laughs> Whatever. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. 
while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And under the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Schmitty1987 says, Hey guys, I have a friendship issue I need advice on. I was friends with three women I went to high school with. I'll call them J, P, and M. Cool. Thanks for not putting those in any alphabetical order and we'll just remember those initials. I just immediately thought of J.P. Morgan. That's it. (laughs) We're all now in our mid-30s and reconnected. Sorry. I'm so sorry. This is a lady. Okay. Lady J.P.M lady. We're all now in our mid-30s and reconnected in our late 20s. All three were married with kids except me. 
Jay had married a successful man and is very well off. I was happy for her because she struggled as a teen and seemed to have made it. As the friendship progressed, she would brag about her wealth, constantly dropping how much she spent on designer clothes and bags, not having to check tags for prices, etc. It got old in the friend group, and we all felt she was looking down her nose at us. She would insult my style, saying I would never find a man with my dress sense. She made jokes about our friend's religion, Muslim. Because that's what men look for. Is that a Chanel bag? Oh, fuck yeah. Take it off. My current partner really disliked her because she'd made me cry, and he would tell me to stop talking to her. I tried, but the other two girls would guilt me into talking to her, how upset she was I was walking away from the friendship. I had multiple conversations with her, asking her to stop bragging and looking down on us, how her comments and insults were hurting us, but nothing stuck. About seven months ago, after a few wines, I decided I'd had enough. I blocked all three of them on social media and their numbers. Mm -hmm. They started harassing me, contacting my mom, my partner, calling me off private numbers. It got so stressful, but I stood my ground. M recently messaged my partner that she was going to come to our home to confront me for ghosting them. What do I do? I don't want to reach out because I can't deal with the drama. Sorry this was so long, but I have no idea what to do and I want them out of my life. That's bizarre. It's so weird. Why do they care? That's so weird. I wonder, are you super hot and they're ugly and they need you for your blood? I vote because it is, oh God, I've never come across that before. Something's up. Something's up. You're not telling me something. I, well, okay. So these are women who were, this woman kept bragging, even after our question asker went to them and were like, hey, I'm sick of this behavior, like actually confronted the person on it and she kept doing it. That is so crazy to be like, I'm coming to your home. Yeah, but she's not going to. She's not going to. And, and if when she, she does, does, you don't answer. You call no, the cops. No, when she does, you're not gonna call the cops. It's not illegal to go to someone's home. Trespassing. No, no. Ugh. When she does, you open the door and you may have been, cl- look, you got, no, Emily, you got to sack up. And by the way, She's saying, they're saying you ghosted her. So maybe there's a version where like you said to Jay, like, hey, like this is really rude, but you didn't say it in certain terms and she didn't get them. Like maybe you kind of equivocated. You were like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's kind of mean, but it's okay. Did you say anything to the other two girls? Like, does it seem out of nowhere? She's not going to come to your house, but if she does, I hope she comes with the other two. So you have a chance and have your husband there just in case they get froggy. And just be like, it doesn't feel good. Like you might have to just say something. But I would just keep ignoring it because they're never gonna come to your house. Yeah. Or if you really want to just like get this out, you can write a group email. Hey, you guys, CCing everyone for full transparency. It's weird that, and just lead with what they did. Be like, I kind of ghosted the group because it just wasn't fun anymore. It's weird that you keep harassing me. And just like lay it out. But part of me feels like you didn't say it in certain terms. Like, this isn't fun for me. I don't want to do this. And if that is true and you like did say all that stuff and you're like, I don't want to do this and they're still harassing you, something else is going on. And I feel like Jay might like just enjoy getting off on being mean. But also remember you're in your 20s and like in five years, you'll run into P&M and they'll be like, yeah, Jay was going through something. We didn't know. Stay as far away as you can, but do not be afraid if they say something to be like, I don't like hanging out with you guys. You're mean. Yeah. But I think yeah, it's more that's... toward Jay than it is toward P&M. Yeah, but it's, it's, 
I mean, yeah, I guess if they show up at your house, say something. But I, do you think that if she were to reply, to, let's say she has a better relationship with Pierre M, maybe, do you think replying to one of them like, hey, like tell the dogs to back off, I'm done with this friendship, would just reopen the floodgates and they'd all start harassing her again? Just, you you just got to block just fully it. fully leave it? Yeah, I mean, again, it's funny. Like I give this advice, but I'm like thinking like, would I follow this advice? Usually just ghosting people, they get the hint. This is weird because usually it's Jay who would be writing into our show. Like, and I tried being nice and telling her to dress better. Maybe if she looked a little cuter, boys would like her if she wore this year's Miss Sony. Because those are the things that matter. I mean, if you want to be a boss about it, just put them all on like a three-way call. (laughs) Do you think that the partner or the mom or someone should be like, hey, stop messaging me. I would hope that- talk to you. I would hope that the mom would at least say like, this is between you guys. But if you just call them out, be like, what is this behavior? Like, I don't want to hang out. Like, you're not nice and you guys don't seem to care and it's not fun. You might have to like say that to their faces, but that is bizarre. Something, something's going on that you're not talking about. That's what I need to do. Do they need your kidney? What's happening? I would sustain and maintain and continue to ignore and they will go away because one will move away and get pregnant and get bored. And then you'll find that the the rich one was in a shitty relationship the whole time and she'll apologize (laughs) The situation will crystallize. Mm. Something's going on. That's the name of this podcast. Something's going on. <laughs> something's going on. Trust that something's going on. Give us, give us, a, by the way, please give us an update. Don't leave us in the dark. On if they do up, they show up. Because that's a unique question. You never hear like harassing. I'm going to come over. Be like, fucking run up, get done up. Fuck around and find out. Come on over. I'm going to squirt <laughs> you with my super soaker. And that is not a metaphor. Oh. A-I-T-A. I just attended a family friend's baby's baptism. Background. The mom of the kid getting baptized. Her dad and my stepdad went to high school together. After the baptism, there was a lunch for the 25 people who attended. We sat around talking before food was delivered, and I got a text from my friend. This friend works with a cat rescue, and I help her out on a weekly basis. It's National Adoption Month, November, and my friend was at a PetSmart adoption event with the cats of hers that were up for adoption. Meow One of our cats was adopted. Meow <laughs> One of our cats was adopted, and she always texts me to let me know who is getting adopted. My mom is sitting next to me at the lunch, and I let her know that Bart, the cat, got adopted. Then some other family friends join in and ask what's the good news. I share and think everything is normal. All of a sudden, the cousin of my family friends asked to speak with the sister-in-law of my family friend who was sitting next to me. Next thing I know, I'm being told to stop talking about the cats. Apparently, the cousin's two kids are adopted and the cousin is highly offended by adoption talk. Said to everyone else but me that talking about adoption around adopted kids is triggering and insensitive. I had no clue her kids were adopted and felt like she ruined the mood of this baptism. Also, the kids who were adopted were sitting at the table when I was talking about the cats. I made it clear I was talking about cat adoptions by showing photos of the cats I help out with. Apparently, anything adoption, even adopt a highway, is highly offensive. A-I-T-A. Is this a real one or is this from Reddit? No, this is a question asker DM'd us this. 100% you are not the asshole. I don't live in the adoption world. I don't know what's triggering, what's okay, what's not. That is such a nuanced thing. Not only are you not the asshole, that woman is the asshole for not quietly pulling you aside and saying, by the way, they're adopted. Maybe let's not, it's just a word that bothers them. She is wrong for making that your issue. And not that I like to quote Ricky Gervais, but there is something where he was like, who the fuck are you? I'm paraphrasing it. 
to go through life thinking that you can't be offended, like that that's never going to happen. That is making it about her. And by the way, if that's triggering for your kids, you're in for a very disturbing life. That's not sheltering. That's sheltering them to a, in a weird way. I was positive that, that where that question was going was it was going to be like the parents of yes. the baby, like you're taking the spotlight off our baby with your newly adopted cat. Like I, I was positive that's where it was going to be. It turns out the cat was adopted by the stepdad who we thought was straight, but he's gay and his lover. Like what was with that setup? Come on, guys, you got to streamline this. No, I mean, this is, so she's at this event of 25 people and they're like, don't talk about cat adoptions. If you could never see this woman again, that would be great. You will go through life. You never know what is quote unquote triggering for other people. I am not taking uh-uh. the validity. What? No, I'm agreeing. Yeah, yeah. I you, you trigger me. I am not taking the validity away from that woman or that feeling, but to put it on other people as if that's your problem or something you did deliberately. We have a serious illness in this country where people, I'm not even gonna call you ignorant because it's not like you made like a Mexican joke and everyone's Mexican. You were like, well, I thought that would be okay. We have a serious issue where we can't separate like well-intentioned normalcy from like something malicious and like lumping you in and making it your problem. That's on her and that's on her to teach her children. Hi, you're gonna hear these words. We can always talk about it. How dare she do that and talk behind your back and not say she was brave enough to protect her kids to everyone else but the person who made the quote unquote mistake? No, fuck her. Yeah, she was well within her rights to come to you and say, hey, my kids don't know the word adoption and it makes them cry. Could you not use it? And you could do with that what you will. But to to pull aside the people sitting near you and be like, pss, 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 pss. she's ruining yeah, my children's that's- life. Pss, pss is so uncool. No, that was about her and not you and weirdly not about the kids. Had she not pulled you aside and she was like, the word adoption, we just kind of don't, you'd be like, great, I'll say rescue. Like, you don't care. You're not yeah. there to hurt the kids. People have to have to not put their shit on other people like that. Or if you do have shit, you have to be okay with educating people quietly and kindly and not embarrassing them like she did with you. Yeah. Fuck that. Good for Bart though. Good for Bart. Oh, that was a sick cat. (laughs) Hey, gang. My friend group and I love true crime. I really care about them, but it is definitely the main thing we all have in common as a group. It, and obviously tons of therapy, has been helpful to me as I have been processing my childhood sexual trauma. Oh, so true crime? True crime, really? That's not triggering at all? Why do women love true crime so much? Love it. All right. Like, you like, it's not my thing, but you like what you like. All right. It's fucking weird. Yeah. It, it's such a it's such a culture of of people who come together over that. It's mostly it's, it's, white women love it, but okay. yes, hundred percent. Okay, I have been coming out of a hard time and doing much better the past six months, but notice that I am now ending up in a negative headspace when listening or watching it. Yeah, how do I continue? Because it's about up- murder, murder <laughs> of of women mostly. How do I continue hanging out with my group of friends all together when it's all they want to watch or engage in? I've tried to just leave the situation or change it, but it always makes things sort of uncomfortable. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, I, thought I mean, you more. I, no, I just think I know people like this where this is like their big interest. Yeah. And I think if that's all you have in common, you have to find other friends. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Sorry, you're going to have to depart from the creep town mafia. Look, <laughs> that's it. Like, Say to them, like, I don't know. I've been dealing with some mental health stuff and I find this to be triggering. 
if they're really your friends, they'll be like, okay, look, let's do something else. Like if that's their whole personality, that's a little weird. And this is also part of growth. Like the things that connect you to other people. Like when we were little, we all collected stickers and pogs. And if you're still into that, that's like a little weird. I don't want to watch Real Housewives with you like I did in my 20s. And if that's all you're into now, like it's okay to let those friends go. And if they want to join you on your journey, then that's great. But you got to do what's right for you. So kudos to you. Um, and I'm sure one, at least one of those friends is like, yeah, we can do something else. But if like that's their thing, then you need to leave the group. You don't expect the group to change for you. But yeah, if, of course, if that's all they have in common, how deep is this friendship? Oh, you don't this find all that you do. An unsolved mystery about a woman's dismembered body being found in a field. You don't find that relaxing. It's like people are like, oh, I watch this Jeffrey Dahmer. It's like, why? I want to watch American Horror Story. Is that fun for you to eat dinner and watch someone get beheaded? Fucking psycho. The Dahmer show has been interesting because I didn't watch it, but there's been more like lash, like, what is it? It's not flashback. What is it when it like comes back flack on it because backlash. of the way that it's, backlash, that's it. That's that's <laughs> because, the sequel to Flashdance, Flashdance Backlash, Backwash. <laughs> because they are ha- telling like real people's stories who are still alive, who were affected yeah. by this. Yeah. And it's, it's now been picked up for two more serial killers and people online are like, thirsting after Jeffrey Dahmer and talking about how hot he is. And yeah, it it's creates this very disgusting. weird culture. Yeah. Not only that, like this was a strictly like gay community. Like he only preyed on gay men, right? This is completely tone deaf. There are ways to tell stories without making it about people who are still affected by it. I understand that that's part of what art and culture is. People, when they're removed from stuff, like the company that put Auschwitz as a print on a skirt, like... If you're not a gay man or your family wasn't affected by this, then you kind of don't think about it. And that's a very human thing. People have the right to like it, but people also have the right to fucking hate it. And it's just funny to me how like we can be so culturally sensitive about the most random things. And it's like, oh, your brother was murdered and eaten, (laughs) eaten, but not murdered, (laughs) brutally murdered by this guy. And now someone's like lusting after him. Of course, that's awful. It's also like how, like who's making Jeffrey Dahmer jokes? Like what year is it? I blame Gen Z who's like just now discovering what like American history is. Like, oh cool, look at all this stuff we just found. Those are the people that are lusting after Jeffrey Dahmer, people that like weren't around for the last commentary about the last few years. Yeah, because they're removed from it. Yes, so removed. And I get it. You know what? I say I blame him, but I do get it to an extent. These things become jokes. Uh, You know what, folks? You're allowed to not like it. Doesn't mean it can't be made. You're allowed to not like it and, uh, you know, vote with your dollar. Plenty of offensive shit out there that gets tons of eyeballs and funding. Okay. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. 
We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all bowl and branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bowl and branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody, it's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically, it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox, there are new episodes out every Thursday, so subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, IA crew and family, love the podcast. I have a question for you. For reference, I'm a 32-year-old straight female. I was wondering how you'd suggest dealing with a sibling that never reaches out ever. I used to be very close to my four years older brother growing up, but ever since he got married and they now have two small kids, he stopped reaching out almost entirely unless they wanted something. Originally, I tried making an effort to keep in touch, but it was barely reciprocated. At one point, I did have an honest convo about how it makes me feel bad when when he only talks to me when they have very specific requests for gifts or contributions to whatever life event, et cetera, they're going through. Mm -hmm. He said he understood, but now we barely talk, and when we do, it's awkward. I get they are now busy with kids and life, but this started before the kids, and I really don't want to put more energy in when he isn't at all. Is there anything I can do? Please advise. Thanks. I wonder if it's worth... First of all, do you visit or are you that distant aunt? Like, and I'm not saying like it's on you to shell that money, but sometimes when people, and by the way, having kids is beyond time consuming, plus he's married and that's his life now. Um, it does, I don't know how close you were before, but is it worth being like, I'd like to come visit? Is it worth, cause you're not really in their lives. And then maybe if the kids have a context for you and you guys can make some memories, but it is also worth saying to him again, and it might be worth saying like, hey, like, I love you. I'm trying to create a relationship. But if you don't really want this, like, let me know. Because he might be like, we're just so busy, which is his way of being like, yeah. I don't think he actively doesn't want it. I think it's just because you're blood. He knows you'll kind of always be there. And you can say to him, it makes me feel bad because I only really communicate with you at Christmas. But there's also like, when was the last time you said, hey, I know the her birthday is this week. I'd love to come for it. What are you guys doing for Christmas? might be easier. Yeah. Talking about non-gift related things, like do you call him and say, hey, how's it going? And he's like, give me the money. Bye. Look at all those things. And if you really want to make that effort, be like, I'd love to come spend some time or have you guys come here. It's of course easy for you to go there paying for little kids. And this isn't about like, you're single, your time doesn't matter. It's just about mobility. I'd love to come for the weekend. Make the kids for ice cream. But maybe she doesn't even want to spend time with the kids. She wants to see her brother. 
yeah, so come for the weekend, spend some time with you. But the kids are a part of it, unfortunately. And I get it. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't care about your kid or your spouse. I just want to see you. But sometimes it's a package <laughs> deal. But put it all out there. At least you'll know where you stand. Mm. Or just suffer in silence. A-I-C-A on A-I-A. A-I-T-A for letting my mother have a copy of the key to our new home despite my wife's objection. I, male 34, recently bought a one-story house. Note that it was purchased solely by me. My wife did not help save for it. I started saving for it. Sorry, the second he said I bought, I was like, that's the issue. You bought it, you feel it's yours. That's the issue. You're the asshole Mm -hmm. because you're saying that and that's your wife and it's supposed to be we bought. That's it. I started saving for it before I even met her and it's in my name. When my parents threw us a party for this happy occasion, mom asked for a copy of the key in case of emergency. I let her have it, which made my wife upset. She didn't say anything at the time, but waited till we were alone and started arguing with me, saying I shouldn't have let my mother have a copy of the key. I said, why? Since my mother is known to respect privacy and is a very trusted member in the family. She said she does not feel comfortable with the idea of someone else who's not a resident having a copy of the key. She also brought up how my mother didn't pay a penny towards the house, so this should disqualify her from getting the key. This is insane. This is all insane. I said insane. it was not a big deal, but she kept persisting, saying I need to take the key back. Quite frankly, this had me fuming. I pointed out that I'm the one who bought the house, and it's my Ooh, decision cool. to decide who gets to have a copy oh, of the key. no. She screamed at me, saying that technically she did contribute towards the house savings back when she used to pay for our rent and daily expenses while I saved money. Sounds like a really healthy marriage. You guys sound awesome. I told her she was acting as if I put my mom's name on the title, which is ridiculous, but she said I have no respect for her opinions and keep undermining her. Well, that's true. She's letting me know that if I don't take the key back, she'll do it herself. I think she's being irrational and reasonable, acting like that over a copy of the house key. Decision I made could save us in case of emergency, but she kept downplaying it. Okay, so the reason I think this one is interesting is because as an avid AITA reader, there have been several questions yeah. where yes. there has been a mother yes. oh. and a, a mother-in-law and a daughter who do not get along and a, yes. and a wife who don't get along and she's been given a key and she just comes over and they're like having sex and she's like, what's everyone doing over here? I don't so think, I thought you were going to say there have been several where like the guy, as he starts to talk, you're like, oh, you're kind of a piece of shit. The fact that he's well, that like, too. it's my house, I bought it. Like, it doesn't matter. You are married. So the, but what? Oh my God. He's been, no, the other important part, because there are so many in this vein, is that she was paying for their rent yes. while he saved money for the yeah. house. I don't disagree. This guy is a dick. And yeah. he's seeing it like, I bought this. And he's. it's kind of like when you look at a mom and you're like, well, you don't work. Or you're a housewife. It's like, oh no, just because I'm not registered with a company. So of course a woman's contributions are being downplayed because there's no like tangible monetary monetary compensation or evidence. So he's a dick. This is about her wanting control. I don't know if the mom and and mother-in-law have some issue. It is the smartest idea to give a key to a family member. The day I moved in, Bonnie Zane, who I barely knew, was like, I'm your neighbor, give me a key. And I did. And it was a great decision. Noah's mother also has a key. It makes life easy. And it is there in case of emergency, especially if she can be trusted. She's not a lunatic. She's not just coming in. That's never going to happen. 
Yeah, but I'm sure you guys had like a conversation like, oh, hey, I'm going to give my mom a copy of the key. I'm getting it cut. Like there was some sort of conversation. This issue has to do with you minimizing your wife. This is not the first time you've done it. This is about you not making her feel like she's a partner in this home and it's 50-50. And this is about you lording a decision over her. And I guarantee you didn't talk about it. You just told her. That is the issue. It's not the key. Bam. Squanta. Squabble. Bird squabble. I was trying to think of like, kazam. And then what came out was squantum, which is not a word. Hello, pod squad. If I could remain anonymous, I'd greatly appreciate it. Okay. I All right. We'll, we'll I do what we can. <laughs> we'll have to put it. We'll have to put the request through to the bureau. You know, if I was just like, no, I'm going to say your full name. And I got your IP address. Oh, I have true. a question that I could use Eliza's experience with figuring out. And my apologies for so much context. No, it's a normal amount. You're okay. I, 42 male, live about an hour away from my boyfriend, also 42 male. Our birthdays are three weeks apart. So it's been difficult to arrange date nights, especially since we met before COVID hit and had to deal with social distancing and isolation in the early part of our relationship. I got a new job back in August, which shifted my hours more towards nights. So that made it even harder to meet up. Recently, I stumbled across a Facebook post that he had gone out to dinner with another man. He lives more out this out this way, and they met at a pizza place in an LGBT-friendly part of town. A what few about the queue? What about the queue? I ache. Come on, they gotta eat two. <laughs> and he never mentioned this person or that he was coming out this way to me. But he did post it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So he's not embarrassed. It's not a secret, or he doesn't know how the internet works. Okay. That's possible. I don't mind people having social lives. I often encourage him to hang out with his friends. But the red flags started flying when I saw that one of this guy's mutual friends on Facebook is someone that used to be promiscuous back in the day and lives further west than even I do. I asked this friend about him, especially after doing some digging and finding out that they went to Monday night football together back in September. And I was told by my boyfriend that it was, quote, last minute and, quote, my cousin couldn't go after being ignored by him for the entire day. Found out that this man is or was also promiscuous. So you can imagine where my mind started going. When I called my boyfriend out on this over messenger, I pretty much got blown off and told I'm allowed to have a little bit of a social life and it doesn't matter where he lives, which points for both, but it seemed especially peculiar because outside of coming out to visit me, my boyfriend never travels to this side of town, mostly staying out on the east side. I'm torn about what to do, and I know that Liza would say that I should break things off with him and yeah, move on. There you go. But it's especially difficult because his entire family, short of his Republican father, whom I've never been introduced to in the entire two plus years we've been together. Do you wanna? In, do you wanna? <laughs> loves me and holds me in a higher regard than his last boyfriend. Any advice on how I should approach this matter? Um, I, I actually, get this. I get it. And I actually at first was like, okay, whatever. But the, my cousin couldn't go feels like a lie. And I <laughs> making an effort to drive 40 minutes or an hour, an hour. and not telling the not telling you. However, it's the not telling you because it's so far. And also like, why wouldn't he just come see you then? Or like, hey, I'm going to be in your part of town. Yeah, can I come over after? Like afterwards, do you want to grab a drink or something? It is weird. Here's what I'm wondering. He said they were having this conversation via Facebook Messenger. 
which is weird. It must be a Midwest thing. Why aren't you texting? Why aren't you calling? Why aren't you, you're seeing something out on Facebook? How are you in a relationship? This doesn't feel like a real relationship. This doesn't, something feels off. This feels like, and you don't even see each other that often. It just sounds like it's not worth, like you work nights. Yeah. You're You're an hour away. I think this relationship is over and maybe you guys don't know it. I also think that there's a version where he isn't cheating on you, but emotionally is. I wouldn't count it against that guy having been promiscuous because I know sex, like especially like in the homosexual community, like with gay guys, like it's like not a thing when you first start out and dudes are just fucking, you know, like look at the premise of Grindr. It's like, who's around and who's hot? And people grow up and they get more mature. So it's less that, but more the lack of communication coming all that way and not seeing you, not telling you. And his response being, I'm allowed to have friends is like classic cheater versus like, oh my God, I should have definitely called you. Um, The fact that your families are close, like that doesn't matter. And you guys can still be friends. Something doesn't feel like the love is there anymore. So it's not about, yeah, it's not about like he's over you. It just sounds like you guys aren't actually dating. Yeah. That's all. Just sounds like it's kind of fizzling out. Yeah. I would be so mad if like a good friend when I lived in Burbank, if they like lived in Santa Monica and they were like, they went to Burbank and they didn't tell me, you know, it's It's weird. That's your boyfriend. And he came all that way and didn't say, Hey, I'm coming to see chat. We're going to go to this thing. Do you want to meet up after? Yeah. Something's weird. So that's it. Yeah. My cousin couldn't go Facebook messenger. That's very weird. That's, I asked this guy, like they had this plan all along. Yeah. No, it wasn't that the cousin bailed and he happened to bring someone else. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Don't let him call you crazy. You're feeling this way for a reason. Not paranoid. Hello, Eliza and sweet Snow Peach. I have a bit of a controversial issue. Context. Me, 29. Female. Him, 33. Male. Eight-year relationship. No kids. Three pets. The pets aren't specified, though. All right. We're going to need to know the gender and make (laughs) of every pet. (laughs) Make... Make and model. The make and model of that parrot. (laughs) I met my fiance when we were both broke and I was in college. He emotionally supported me while I was putting myself through school. And we had many years of struggling together while I built my career. I'm now a successful designer in tech, making low six figures. As our income gap increased, it made more sense for him to stay home versus working a dead-end job. Here's my question. As the breadwinner... I don't feel I should have to help with any household chores. My fiance sometimes gets flustered when I work too much and neglect to pick up after myself or help with our six-month-old puppy. Since I work from home, I try to give him breaks from the puppy and help with housework when I can't. I can't help but think if the roles were reversed, would he Mm -hmm. do as much as I do? If you're in a single-income household, should the breadwinner help at all? Yes. That's silly. And I'm going to answer this question if the roles were reversed and it was a wife saying like, I'm at home. Now, granted, he does not have as much, this is not a child, it's a puppy. Um, But if you were a stay at home, it's a little odd that it's single income given that you aren't married and you have no children. But if that's your choice, okay. If these roles were reversed and you were a woman staying home and you were doing, let's say there's a lot of household activity. It doesn't sound like there is, uh, you know, we would be outraged that a man came home and didn't want to pick up after himself. 
So I think what this comes down to is more defining the roles, like how he contributes, which never can compensate for how much you're contributing because you're doing it financially. And again, it's not children unless you're taking care of like a wildebeest and like a gargantuan great game <laughs> that like only eats sides of beef. You don't want to feel take advantage, taken advantage of. And so I wonder if you need to sit down, like, does he make dinner? Does he take, like, define what you're doing. Noah and I kind of naturally found our groove. Um, I think it warrants that conversation, but you, there's, you still got to like be a person. Yeah, I think it's it's an issue of being courteous and respectful. Like, no, you shouldn't have to make dinner every night or maybe you don't do the dishwasher, but like pick up after yourself, like occasionally be like, oh, I've got dinner. Like, I don't know. Don't don't fling all your things on the floor and go, you pick it up. I'm the breadwinner. Yeah. I mean, that makes probably doesn't make him feel great. And like, I don't know. I'm Noah makes money, but like I definitely make more money and he makes dinner, but like he just empties the dishwasher and I'll join him sometimes unless I'm doing something else, but it's never like, no, you need to do this. Yeah. I think another important piece is something that people have been facing with COVID is that the working from home thing, which is people assume because you're working from home, right. you can does do he, little tasks, do chores. Does he work from out. home? No, she does. So she's oh, at home sorry. and he's in the other, he's in the other room. Like, well, why aren't you taking the dog out? And she says, sometimes she does, but sorry. I yeah. think there is this, like this assumption. And a lot of mothers had to deal with this during yeah. COVID work, working from home, you know, but it's like, she's at work when she's at home. She can't just yes. do chores. Like, so I, I think reiterating, making sure that that's not part of the problem. And he's not just like, we're both home. Why aren't you cleaning up? Like, I don't hear you on a Zoom call. It's like, but she's working. She's working. Sorry, I didn't realize. I thought it was like when she's done with work. It's like, can you do more? But yeah. I think that as well. But I think that that is, I think the working from home adds to this kind of mental image you have of like, well, she's home. What's the problem? It's not like she just got home from a tiring commute. I've I seen would her. also she's been in her PJs. Be really careful with this. You don't have to get married, but I would be very careful with like how much money you are contributing to this relationship and this house. Like, is this apartment in your name? Is this house in your name? There is the version where like you're supporting this person and then you break up next year. And like that was a lot of money and time. I just would be more careful about your finances, making sure everything's in your name. Uh, does he contribute to the groceries? You know, and to say to him, like, I'm doing all these things financially. So I think it's fair if the dog is your job, you know, and I think it warrants a conversation. And no, you are a dick if you're like, I'm never taking him out. Like maybe at night you could go for a walk with the dog, but it should be about both doing the most you can to help each other, not you expecting because you've done X, then he should do Y. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what makes sense in terms of the time, the available time you both have in the day? You have, let's say, three hours. He has nine. But like, that okay, that's cool that you have three pets. Like, he still needs a job. Like, unless you live on a farm, like, why is this man not working? And I would be saying that about a girl. It's like, she just wants to stay home. Like, why is she not working or trying? Yeah. Something, I don't yeah. like that. You don't need to take care of this person. You're both like fully, you're like the prime of your lives. Yeah. And again, unless it's like a very special pet that needs like full-time care. No, but this puppy is cute. Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My bottom of the cob. I know that you want me to tell you about what I thought about Dave Chappelle's SNL monologue. 
And I did record an entire bottom of the cob where I thoughtfully went through every single point, every single thing. And we re-recorded this to do it differently because, and here's the God's honest truth. I don't trust people. I don't trust people to hear what I have to say and take it and understand it. I think we live in a society where everything that you say, every opinion you say is immediately countered with what about ism. We'll look at how imperfect you are. You know, um, he deliberately mispronounced Shabbat, which is not offensive or it's not that bad. But if the roles were reversed and I made a joke about mispronouncing Ramadan or a black athlete's name or Dia de los Muertos or something Chinese, I would be in very hot water. And there was a degree of privilege with that monologue that he made in front of, in front of a room of very white liberal people who all just sort of took it. He is brilliant. I expected better. And I know he could do better. So I was disappointed. And without going too much into it, as a Jewish person, I will just say the stakes are very high now. And uh, I'm glad that we're having a moment to be heard. What? You're looking at me. So is... So I'm is not, I mean, I had to say so something. New bottom, oh, so is your new bottom of the cob that now I'm trying to do it. We edit these, we edit these episodes. No, I'm just trying to do it in the least to eliminate the most blowback. So I don't have to have agita when I go to sleep about all my P's and Q's being untangled and misinterpreted because people, it's tough. You know, you put these things out there, these opinions out there, and we see how these things come mangled back. So those are the things that I'm willing to say. Um, and he definitely shouldn't be canceled. You know, all comics have not great sets. Uh, but I thought it could, I thought it was going to be better. I was disappointed. And I think that that was a big part of it. So, you know, if you want to talk in person about it, that's another thing. So my true bottom of the cob yeah. is uh, sometimes one of my little toes, it's usually my pinky <laughs> toe, will get so cold. Like if I'm barefoot on the stone in my house all day, and it's almost like it gets a Charlie horse and then it hurts to crack it, but I don't know what else to do. Like the toe just feels like it needs to be cracked. Does that make sense? I mean, well, yes. I, I'm trying to think where you're standing in your home. I guess I think you have it's stone floors, huh? I think it's just maybe not great circulation in my body and my extremities getting cold, which is a thing for women anyway, and my feet, which are always like white and cold. I think <laughs> maybe when you die, maybe like, Rigor mortis sets in before you die, and that's that stiffening. Maybe it's that little I toe. I a sling for your I toe. A sling for my little toe because it's pointing the wrong way. Ever since I ran into a wall when I was excited that the offer was accepted on my house, I remember and that. I ran into a wall, and it now points the wrong way. And so I bought a little sling for it, and I don't think it's working. Aren't those slings for like planter or bunions? Like, don't they like re? rotate your foot no it's like supposed to, it's for your toes but it's really used for like the middle ones and it really doesn't work on that end one and so it's just like it's not really i'm like am i making it worse in my weird half-hearted attempt to fix it i tell you what's more uncomfortable than that is i just shot an episode of kevin hart's celebrity game face and there has been a producer in my office for the last several hours <laughs> and she's taking down all the equipment and she just heard my entire uh, Judaism rant. So say hi, Madeline. Hi. 
So now she's all, <laughs> she's just, I'm like, I just got to record something. She's like, cool. I'll just keep taking apart these microphones. Anyways, watch me on Celebrity Game Face with Kevin Hart coming up. All right. What's your bottom of the cob? My real bottom of the cob is that we have fleas, but, um, once again, Gracie's a medical marvel and no one believed we had fleas because I brushed 10 off her and then we went into the vet and they were like, we don't see any. And I'm like, they're there, but she's allergic to flea medicine. It's always a whole big thing with her. So we'll see. I've had to wash everything. I don't, how do I wash all my foam? Oh, my podcast foam. This room's just going to be oh, full of bugs. Just filled with skin. I just know it. <laughs> skin, just, I know it. I know it's the dirtiest. Sorry, she got fleas. I don't think any, you said once again, I don't think anyone's ever called Gracie a medical marvel. I don't know that she's a <laughs> specimen, but you know, she is a cat that you love. So I'm sorry she has fleas. Thank you. <laughs> it's the worst. My top of the cob is I'm pretty casual dresser. I'm not a girly girl. You know, like pink is really pretty. I just prefer black. It's not like a social statement. I'm not antisocial. It's whatever. And I like seeing my daughter in like kind of not gender neutral clothing, but dressing like her mom, like sweatpants, gray t-shirts, little hoodies, you know? But we put a bow in her hair and me and Myrna audibly gasped. It was <laughs> such a game changer to put a headband with a bow on this little girl's head. It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my life. What color bow? Uh, it was like a tan <laughs> to like match her tan shirt. But I will be putting headbands on her for a while now because it's fucking stunning. And it was just a huge moment for me as a mother. She has like her hair a, is just wild. Yeah. She has a thick little head of hair though, right? So much hair and it was a game changer. So <laughs> that moment, seeing her in a bow, I just saw her differently. I was like, oh, princessa. You love a bow on your dog too, though. Why wouldn't I want washed. one on my child? Yeah. It's my top of the cob is a, is a headband bow on her little baby head. What's yours? Mine is, it has been a year since I've done interviews on my show and I'm getting back into it this week. And I'm very, you know, like when you're excited for something, but you're also nervous. It's a, and it's, and when it's done, it's like a good feeling. And before that, you're like, I feel sick. What am I going to do? But I'm excited to well, get back into it. And you're a good people. interviewer. You're Thank a thoughtful you. interviewer. You care. You're a good interviewer. So I wish you well. However, this is my podcast, not yours. So you can I didn't burn. even say mine's name. I didn't even say, I you gave say no it. details. I just I'm said a good, I'm excited. I'm a, no, I'm a good feminist promoting other women. It's called the Tasteless Podcast. If you want to hear more of Emily talk about strong, fe oh, that's her other podcast, strong women in strong roles, you check out Emily's movie podcast, <laughs> Tasteless or Strong Female Lead. Folks, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's that time where we ignore Thanksgiving and get into the Christmas season. I'm gonna tell you right now, as a Jewish person, there's nothing I love more than Christmas and fitting in. So I need my your house take. Is... How do you feel what? about a fake tree? I need your take. Fake tree, yes oh, or no? I think I love a fake tree because you get to reuse it. I think I'm gonna get but one. I, yeah. I don't really feel, I don't know. I don't have a Christmas tree, so I don't know. It's like, do you get a fake one? But then how many times are you reusing it? Is it better to grow a tree and cut it down? I don't know. I know that my dad, I'm sorry, my father-in-law and my stepmother-in-law have this like grinchy looking like wilted tree that they let outside, let outside. It lives outside all year and they bring it in for Christmas, which is very cute. Uh, it doesn't matter because global warming is very real and nothing you do is gonna compare to the pounds and pounds of global emissions being released from mega corporations happy holidays folks i will be doing spots around los angeles tickets are going on sale to see me in vegas in march australia new zealand i'm coming for you coming up uh aotearoa 
is New Zealand. Coming for you guys. And hopefully we can keep that Asia tour. Until then, my chickens, remember, anti-Semitism is real. Goodbye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza.